Morgan State upset South Carolina State, and this game sends shockwaves throughout the MEAC, especially the top, and then also our top 10 HBCU rankings, so let's dive into it all. Oh yeah, it's Locked On HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked On HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU podcast, your number one. Daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On podcast network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor. Thank you for going on a journey with me, making Locked On HBCU your first, your first listen of the day every day and remember just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over it just means it's time to follow me on twitter at south exclusives and today's episode is brought to you by linkedin jobs who helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions do apply in this game that we're about to discuss really does send shockwaves and really sends echo effects throughout the rest of the show we're going to talk about this specific game in the first segment, South Carolina State versus Morgan State. Then we're going to talk about how the outcome affects the top of the MEAC in segment two. And in segment three, both of these teams are amongst our biggest risers or fallers. And I think you can, you know, kind of assume. I know what they say about assuming, but it won't catch you this time. I think you can kind of assume which one is going to be the riser and which one's going to be the faller, right? Morgan State just upset South Carolina State 41 to 14. I'm going to tell you this right now before we dive into the game. Morgan State is going to be a problem for years to come. As a matter of fact, I think I'll even double down and I'll say this. Morgan State wins a MEAC championship in the next four years with Damon Wilson. I say Damon Wilson's first recruiting class wins him a MEAC championship. That's how much belief I have in this guy. And I think he's shown himself to be deserving of the praise that he had. If there was ever a question on whether or not Wilson was going to translate well into the FCS level, mind you, he came from the D2 level and he created a powerhouse. If there was ever any question about it, I think it's solved now. I know he had a rough start to the MEAC and one game doesn't make you, but I've seen him coach at a high level. I've seen the guys buy in. I've seen the guys fight. I said that this is a team that could be that could upset anybody. I said, South Carolina State, don't be that team. They were that team. They lost this game. Damon Wilson is the truth. And I think he has these guys buying in in a way in his first year that I think will only grow as he becomes more synonymous with the program. He's there longer. And you build more relationships with family members. Because, you know, that's how these things go, man. You know, so-and-so mama, you know, they daddy. They got brothers. They got, you know, cousins. That's how this goes. Damon Wilson is going to win a championship at Morgan State within the next four years. That's my that's my claim right there, right? But let's get to this game specifically. The game was just a flip, 41-14. That was the last or the final score, 41-14. And I'm going to tell you right now, I understand running back guy got uh, East-West Shrine game, player of the week, offensive player of the week. I know that. But I'm going to tell you the truth. 
Defense is the story here. Am I biased? No. Do I love defense? Yes. Maybe that's why I appreciate it more than others, but I do not think that I'm biased. Defense is the story in this game. Of the seven touchdowns that were scored, three of them were on defense. Yes, I know that still gives the majority to offense. However, it's very rare for you to see a near 50-50 split as far as how many offense and defensive touchdowns you had. Three defensive touchdowns in one game is extremely impressive. Extremely impressive, right? But let's get into it because defense is impressive, specifically Morgan State, but that does not mean that South Carolina State wasn't doing their thing as well. And I'm going to tell you why that 41 points is misleading when talking about the performance of the Bulldog defense. But let's go ahead and get into them Bears first because they are the winner. To the victor goes the spoils and to the victor goes the first praise. Let's talk about this defense because the game was 17-14 to going into the fourth quarter. Not a bad defensive game at all. You're probably wondering, how does this game go from a three-point game entering the last quarter to a 27-point blowout? How do you go from being 17-14, a really closely contested game, to being 41-14? to How does this happen? It's defense. It's defense. On these drives, South Carolina State had five drives in the fourth quarter. Four of them ended in turnovers. Two of those turnovers resulted in touchdowns created by the defense. So not they put them in scoring position. No, the defense took an interception to the house and took a fumble to the house. That's 14 points by the defense in a 24-point quarter. One of those other interceptions turned into points by the offense. So when you look at it, not all, but 21 of the 24 points that Morgan State was able to score in the final quarter came off of defensive turnovers. Whether that was directly from them scoring or the offense scoring, it came from that. Four turnovers in the last 15 minutes of a game is ridiculous. And depending on which side you are, it's either exceptional or it's unacceptable. It's one of the two. But I'm going to tell you right now, either way, it's ridiculous. You just don't expect it. No matter how good your defense is, you don't expect a four-quarter, or excuse me, a four-turnover fourth quarter. You just don't expect that being the case. So when they do it, you got to give love to them. Extra nine, this is four of the six turnovers that they forced during the game. This was a phenomenal performance by this defense, and you could tell that by the 14 points. But South Carolina State, the reason I say their defense is a little bit you know, overshadowed by the 41 points. They were dealt a raw hand. First off, 14 points came from the Morgan State defense. So we can go ahead and chop that number down from 41 to 27. Already doesn't look as bad, right? You didn't even hit 30. But you're probably still not happy about that. They had two touchdown drives where they had to drive less than 30 yards. They were dealt a very raw hand. One where, yes, you probably want them to hold up in 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 a short field more often I understand that but I'm not about to knock them for allowing a 25 23 yard touchdown drive I'm just not about to do that that's not a terrible defensive performance that's not the type of drives you would think you're getting in a 41 to 14 game that doesn't say anything to knock the Morgan State offense because you still have to score against a tough defense it's just the fact that most of the touchdown drives weren't tough drives for them they didn't take long you didn't have long to go, I should say. So give the South Carolina State defense a little bit of slack because you wouldn't think that in a 41-point game, they you would have thought in a 41-point game, I should say, that they gave up a bunch of yards, a bunch of uh, long touchdowns. But the truth of the matter is there was defensive touchdowns by Morgan State and, and short drives by Morgan State. Raw hand for South Carolina State, but you still got to give it up to 
the defense, or excuse me, you still have to give it up to Morgan State and their offense. But here's the thing. This game is bigger than just one game, and honestly, as great of a win this is for Morgan State, the impact is probably going to be even stronger felt, strongly felt to South Carolina State because they just lost a lot of leverage. They have control, but they lost a lot of leverage that they previously had. Before I get into that, however, I want to tell you about LinkedIn because this is for my business owners. This is for my people who are trying to get a job. Everybody is involved in this. Go ahead and get you a nice little picture. Ding. Smile bright. You know, go ahead and do that because LinkedIn is trying to get you employed or they're trying to find the people you want to employ. Both of you need it. Both of you need it. So let's not even act like you don't. Right. You go there, use the purple hashtag hiring frame. You go ahead and holler at so and so and so and so and realize that they are properly qualified and no more having to go through 10, 15 people just to get to the person you already knew you wanted. Reach out to those you want to talk to faster because you can tell that they are qualified by looking at their LinkedIn profile. Just make sure you post your job at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That is LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. You can post your job for free and terms and conditions do apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. As we keep on rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day every day for your second listen of the day. Make sure you're checking out Locked On Sports today with Peter Bukowski. He's going to be bringing in some local experts to discuss the national news, and that's what sets us apart. No more national people who have to pay attention to 27 million things. Go ahead and get these national stories, but with the local experts who only have to focus on that. Better information on Locked On Sports today. And you might catch your boy there every now and then. You know, sometimes 30 minutes just ain't enough. You need to get an extra five to talk to me and Peter Bukowski. But I want to tell you guys about the ramifications that this game is going to have on the MEAC, specifically the top of the MEAC. The bottom of the MEAC ain't really affected. I'll allow you to pick and choose which teams you want to say are affected. Drop them in the comments below. Not every team is going to matter in this. I think it's three. I think there's three teams that this is truly going to affect. That's North Carolina Central, South Carolina State, and then Howard. For South Carolina State, it feels like they've lost everything, but they haven't. They probably have the most important thing. They still have control. That's the thing. They still control their own destiny. People won't talk like that because they just lost the game. And now they're not at the top of the MEAC. But the truth of the matter is they control their own destiny. Simple and plain. Because if they went out, they win. Period. They win the MEAC. But they'll get into a, they Actually, they can't get into a three-game tie. They're either going to be tied with Howard or they're going to be tied with North Carolina Central. Either way, if they went out, that means they have beaten both teams. They went out. They control their own destiny. That is the most important thing. Typically, I like to start with the good news, but it's so much bad news that 
or excuse me, I like to finish with the good news, but I started because there is so much up in the air that I felt like, you know what, let's go ahead and kick it off on a high note before we get a little bit lower. But the truth of the matter is they lost momentum. Momentum can be built back, but they lost momentum. And then they also lost their leverage. They no longer have leverage in this situation. Let me talk about how they lost their momentum first. You just beat North Carolina Central. You're not supposed to turn around and then lose to Morgan State. Feisty team, definitely a spoiler team, but you're not supposed to lose to South Carolina. Excuse me, you're not supposed to lose to Morgan State. Specifically, you're not supposed to get blown out. It's not supposed to happen that way. You're not supposed to have a matchup of the prospective first and second best teams, and then you lose the next game against one of the bottom three schools in the, in the conference. That's not how it's supposed to turn out. You're supposed to beat that team, and you're supposed to ride high, at least until you get to Howard, right? At least until you get to Howard, and now you have a, a battle of possibly undefeated, maybe. We don't know how the Morgan, or excuse me, how the Howard, North Carolina Central game is going to go. But instead, what do you do? You lose to Morgan State. You can't have that. Part of me almost wishes that they just lost to North Carolina Central because of how this game went. Because when you knock off who some believe, I'm some, some believe was the best team in the MEAC, and then you lose to Morgan State, it's almost like you shouldn't even have beaten them. I would have much rather had Morgan State either lose to South Carolina Central or South, South Carolina State or South Carolina State lose to North Carolina Central because it just puts us in a weird situation where everything feels jammed up again. There is no, there is no room. See, the thing is Howard started off really slow. They built up, but Howard started off really slow. If South Carolina State would have knocked off North Carolina Central and then beat Morgan State the way North Carolina Central did, we're talking about them as the clear top team. Some are talking about Howard. Some are talking about North Carolina Central. Some are talking about South Carolina State still. I hate that we're back in this logjam. I just wanted a little bit of separation, a little bit of belief in one team above the others. Even if the schedule and the record doesn't quite reflect it, I just wanted to be able to talk about one of them that way. I don't think that Howard is able to be talked about well above either one. South Carolina State clearly is not. And North Carolina State Central isn't either. At least Central loses in big games. You know, so I I have no, that's the part of me that's like, uh, it doesn't matter if they would have lost to Central. Central might have folded at some other point anyway. But I just wish there was more. See, now we get into the leverage, right? Get this out of my eye real quick. Um, hopefully that's the last time I got to rub it. But the truth is, the leverage is the second biggest thing. You control your own destiny, that's great. But the leverage that you no longer have is so disappointing. Because you have no room for error anymore. Not a single loss can happen. You basically have to be perfect. If you're not perfect, I don't think you win. I don't care who you lose to. I don't care if you lose to Norfolk. It does not matter who you lose to. You cannot lose another game in conference. You have to be perfect. It's kind of like basketball. I lied. This was not the last time that I had to rub my eye. I don't know what this is going to be, but if this is not done by the end of this segment, we will take a quick break for me to get some little eye drops in, but I don't want to do that. That being said, you look at basketball. At the end of the game, you have a foul to give, right? We, we've seen that situation. Basketball teams have a foul to give, so they go ahead and foul the team because it ain't going to send them to the line. This was their foul to give. That's what this was for South Carolina State. When they beat North Carolina Central, you had the opportunity to lose a game. You didn't want to do it, but you had the opportunity to do it. 
Well, you've already exhausted that now because you lost to Morgan State. You're not winning it with two. I don't think that Howard's going to lose two games. I don't. So if Howard loses two games, that probably means they lost to Central and they lost to you. That probably means Central ain't going to lose again. Now Central's only going to have one loss. So now you're going to have to pay a lot of attention to just how this Central versus Howard game pans out. It's not the deciding factor, but for you, you just want to watch. Because, well, actually, not for you, it doesn't matter. For the fan, it does matter. Because this team now has new life. If North Carolina Central won, wins, they're rooting for Howard like a mug against South Carolina State. If Howard wins, well, that just means we got to beat South Carolina State and we win it all. This is a very pivotal matchup. It now has new importance, and I'm going to talk about that on tomorrow's episode. But that's how this thing kind of shakes out. South Carolina State has used up their foul to give. They lost to Morgan State. Anything else is going to send somebody else to the line. And we're not talking about free throws. We're talking about the celebration bowl. It's just that simple and plain. Unfortunately, a lot of the momentum that they built after beating Central is now gone. But what isn't gone is our top 10 rankings. We're getting right back to it like we do every single week. And we're going to talk about our HBCU or the NCAA's HBCU top 10 rankings. However, before I get into that, let me tell you about our friends at Bet Online. I love Bet Online because when I'm looking at Bet Online, to me, this is the best place for everything because they're going to actually give you information to help you win. They're going to give you the news. They're going to make sure that you are educated on what you're putting money down on. How many places you know are just going to bring the information to you to help you win, help you make educated bets? Educated bets make more successful bets. I, I thought that was pretty, you know, self-explanatory. Go ahead and get down with Bet Online. You're going to have the best odds, the best news, the best scores. I mean, best lines, props, all of that because it's Bet Online. They're going to be the most versatile. They're going to have football, basketball, both in action, rolling. You're going to have combat sports, esports. Baseball, we got the World Series going on. Go Astros. Hopefully, I got to pull out my Astros jersey sometime soon. Anywho, make sure you're putting all your money down on Bet Online where the game starts. As wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU, we're going to discuss our HBCU top 10 rankings. And, of course, we kick it off with our biggest risers and fallers. Howard jumps seven spots. That's a big rise, right? We've, I think that's the biggest we've seen. We've seen seven a couple of times, but for the most part, seven is the highest. I don't think anybody's hit eight yet. I think that's still the biggest riser. Morgan State goes up four. Now you get to those who are going to drop. South Carolina State drops five. Alcorn State drops seven. So let's go ahead and start it off with our biggest fallers. Alcorn... Oh, Alcorn dropped from 11 to 18. It's easier to count where Alcorn is counting from the bottom than it is from the top. What a fall from grace. What a fall from grace. Let me read to you the teams from worst to first. And I'll stop when I get to Alcorn. You have <clears throat> Mississippi Valley State. Arkansas Pine Bluff. Norfolk State. All corn state. That's that's sad, man. Between those three teams, you have three total victories. You have one coach that's been fired. These are now your constituents. Grambling was struggling. Grambling, you know how many jokes we've heard about Grambling? 
You know how much people have been laughing at Grambling? Grambling taking the G off their helmet was a running punchline for weeks. They started stripping off names from the university. Screw the helmet. I don't know where they got to, but they started talking, taking off the G, the R, the A. They were taking letters off of Grambling University. Come on. Grambling State was going to just be State University. And now they're above you. I'll leave it there. I will leave it there. And we're going to talk about them on tomorrow's episode as well. Now we look at South Carolina State. We just talked about that game. Morgan State just talked about that game. Morgan State rolls four. I thought they might have rolled five. I thought they might have rolled five or six. But four is still respectable. South Carolina State dropped five. So they're firmly out of the top ten now. This top ten just can't stay the same. I just, but I like it because it makes it able to be talked about. If it was just the exact top 10 as last week, that'd be pretty boring content. So don't really want that. But let's get into the top 10. Or excuse me, and then Howard, they jumped up seven spots because now they're at the top of the MEAC, and they're rewarded for that by being the first place team sole possession of first place, by the way. Howard has been a recipient of a nice reward, and that is being the number, or actually creeping into the top 10 now. But let's get into the top 10. Number one is Jackson State. Nothing to say about that because... Jackson State been number one. Like, what's to talk about? Now, here's where it gets interesting. FAMU is number two. I wouldn't have FAMU as number two. I'd have North Carolina A&T as number two, personally. I'm a big fan of North Carolina A&T and what they've done. FAMU, I've had my criticisms. That wasn't there last week. I thought they played a pretty solid game. Um, Shout out to Homecoming for inspiring people. They're going to their last home game of the season against Southern next week. Or I guess this week, really. But with FAMU, I think it's kind of funny. Because after the way FAMU started, and I mean the academic ineligibility issues at North Carolina, I'm talking about the absolute slaughter that they received against Jackson State. After all of that, look at where we are now. We're right where we thought we were going to be. Jackson State is one, FAMU is two. Now, how many thought those were going to be the two best HBCUs? I don't know. But I will say that I think a lot of people felt they were going to be the two best teams in the SWAC. At the end of the year, after all of this adversity, after all of the noise and all the FAMU trying to get right, look at where we are. Jackson State won, FAMU two, the same way that many people predicted it. Now to North Carolina A&T. If FAMU beats Southern, I don't think the Aggies ever get that number two spot. Now, if Southern wins... Southern better not jump them back to number two unless they lose. As long as North Carolina a wins out, they deserve to have a cemented spot in that top three. I don't want to say I don't care what happens, but I just find it hard to believe somebody else is going to knock them off if they continue to win and they run the table. That's just my side of things. The only way North Carolina a deserves to drop is if they lose. I could even make an argument that they should rise up to number two. Shout out Bayshaw Tootin. Number four is Southern. They dropped because they lost to Jackson State. It happens. So actually kind of surprised they didn't drop farther. But they did drop to number four. Number five is North Carolina Central. And five and six is Central and PV. And they're very similar. And I think the reason you see them in this order is because of who they played. Bethune-Cookman is looked at as a significantly worse opponent than Delaware State. They both kind of squeaked by. However, Central squeaked by Delaware State while... PV had to come back against UAPB. Two, or excuse me, Bethune-Cookman. Two completely different situations. And I think that's why you see 
North Carolina Central, who was actually beneath Prairie View last week. They jumped them, and now that's why they have the final spot in that top five, and Prairie View is at six. Bama State, they beat their rival, and now they're at number seven. They're also a benefit. They just moved up one spot because South Carolina State dropped. Same thing with TSU, except they played a game they were supposed to win. They're supposed to win that game. You know what I mean? Like, they played some nobody. Like, no, no disrespect to Lincoln University, California, but, like, people telling me, man, I don't even see who they play. Like, they, they play some scrubs. You're supposed to handle them up the way that they handled them up. That's what you do. It's homecoming. Now you get out and you party, because that's what we did. Shout out to everybody I saw at homecoming. Now you look at Howard. We already talked about them, and we see how they rose to number nine. Wouldn't shock me with a victory over North Carolina Central if they rise into the top five, especially if this win is convincing. If they convincingly beat the Eagles, you're looking at a team that's number five. They would beat number, excuse me, their, their team that's number nine. They would beat number five. Southern plays FAMU. The winner of that or the loser of that is going to drop out. Prairie View is playing Alcorn. Alcorn is at the bottom of the list. TSU is playing Jackson State. They're probably going to lose that game. And I can't remember who Bama State's playing off the top of my head. You beat nine or five. Now, if TSU wins that game, I'm going to lose my stuff, right? But I can't remember who Bama State plays. You beat Howard or you Howard and you beat North Carolina Central, which is the number five team. You're probably jumping up into that five strictly based off the people I said are going to lose. Southern or FAMU has to lose. They probably drop underneath, underneath you for losing. TSU is probably going to lose, though I think it's going to be a really good game. They're going to drop under you for losing. Then all you have to worry about is PV and Bama State. Just got to jump them. And if you beat the number five team, I think that you do. Then number 10 is Alabama A&M, who rose three spots despite losing to Alabama State because Hampton, South Carolina State, and Alcorn all had significant drops after a loss. I think it just goes to show that they were impressed with the way that Alabama A&M performed in their three-game winning streak. And though they lost on a, you know, kind of a last, I don't want to say last second, but end of the game actions by Demetrius Davis, they didn't drop them too much, and especially with Hampton losing. That was the only team that you could probably look at and say, hmm, they might have kept them above. Other than that, they weren't going to be any lower than 11. So Alabama A&M, our top 10 goes JSU, FAMU, North Carolina A&T, Southern, North Carolina Central, Prairie View, Bama State, Texas Southern, Howard, and Alabama A&M. That is our top 10. Who do you think missed the cut? Or is there a team that you believe should have been higher than they were? Let me know in the comments below and I will let you know where that team landed or what I think about your adjustments. On tomorrow's episode, we're going to be talking about some of the pivotal matchups that did not quite make the cut for our game of the week. Y'all know how we get down on Thursdays. In the meantime, make sure that for your second listen of the day, you are checking out Locked On Sports today with Peter Bukowski bringing in local experts to break down the national stories. In the meantime, in between time, if you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Until the next time that we hear each other, family, take care, stay blessed. Peace.